Once again, good morning, good morning, everybody. Okay. <laughs> You're officially tuned in to the Queen, Lady AC, right here for another beautiful episode of Universal. Hopefully, everybody had a good weekend, a good week so far, because we officially made it to Hump Day. Because once we get over this hump, we get right back to the weekend. But for right now, we're going to enjoy this moment. At least you're going to enjoy it with me. <laughs> All right. As y'all can tell, I sound a little bit better today. Yes, I rested. I took my medicine. <laughs> All types. <laughs> From vitamins to holistic and just everything. You know. <laughs> and now I feel much, much better. So thank you guys for weighing it out with me last <laughs> week and everything. Um, I've been very patient with me, so I definitely want to appreciate it. And that's why I love you guys. You know, that's why I love y'all so much for that, for the support and everything. Um, but yes, like I said, it is a new episode of uh, Universal. So, of course, I have that good music for you, coming up for you. Um, but today... I think I came up with a very special topic, something that's very near or dear to me and connected. Cause you know, I like to use myself as an inspiration or things that are going on or in relation to things going on around me. And so today we're gonna talk about protecting, honoring, loving and cherishing black women and girls. In other words, we're talking about black womanhood y'all because I don't know about y'all, but over this weekend, I saw a lot. And leading up until this this Wednesday, I seen a lot of things from the ups and even the downs of attacking our womanhood that I just can't be silent about. That I think me, not only as a black person, but as a woman, so as a black woman, I have to address. So what am I talking about? I'll talk about it a little bit later, but for right now, <laughs> We're going to enjoy each other's coming. We're going to enjoy some good music. So in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to say, hey, I'm on all social medias at Queen and Lady AC. So we're going to dive on in. Mm-hmm. Let's enjoy the sun. 
Summertime, summertime ting mm-hmm. Tell me are you down for this yeah, yeah. Or is this just a summertime, summertime ting yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me are you down for this Wondering what you do when you're not in my DMs 
trying to fight like a two keen by the temptations Making me fiend for a vacation So why don't we meet at the same station? We met, you're the best thing in the whole yeah Summertime ting, I don't know it We could go, we can grow and get involved Don't care that my friends are jealous Mama says I'm being overzealous Pretty sure we got a thing to cherish Don't listen to what people tell us, oh yeah I need to know, will you love me when I'm gone, baby? Or is this just a one-time thing? Summertime, summertime thing is this just a summertime, summertime thing? Yeah, tell me, are you down? Tell me, are you down for this? When I'm gone, a one-time thing. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. What you just heard, that was the independent artist. Uh, that was Summertime Thing with Mazin and Marvy and Kay Farway. Shout out to the UK for that joint. And then before that, I gave you Tay Walker featuring Sid Bennett, or Sid, formerly known as the uh, lead singer of the internet. That was their song called A Good Feeling. Cause you are now chilling with that good feeling. <laughs> a matter of fact, you're chilling with me, the Queen Lady AC. At the beginning of the show, um, I mentioned that the topic of today is about um, protecting, honoring, loving, and cherishing the black woman or the black girl. Um, in other words, we're talking about black womanhood today on Universal. And what really kind of inspired this is, you know, not only, you know, because I'm connected to it being a black woman, but that recently, especially, I tend to, while in my sickness and, you know, taking that time to rest, I noticed a lot of things going on around social media, around, um, you know, just, just going on, uh, even in pop culture, or just on the news or everything, and it just almost seems like there was this attack on black women, in a sense, that started to come arise that, you know, I mean, we always constantly, especially in this day and age, like, people are, it, it's almost as if a lot more violence is being allowed against us. It's being allowed um, to happen to us or next to us or near us and what's hurtful about it is that some of it is aided by by the very same people that look just like us and you know and I because I heard the phone that basically as black women we're told to carry that burden of not only carrying the not only carrying ourselves but also carrying the community and because of that, it's hard to define what our womanhood is because for so long, as soon as, especially from a perspective of a black woman or a black girl who grew into a woman, that the way our womanhood is shaped is based off of what we contribute or what our characteristics are. And so growing up, that can be hard to kind of define or hard to try to acknowledge or try to, you know, honestly to know who you are. Because for some reason you're pulled in so many different directions that you don't know how to define it. 
and so sometimes if you don't live up to the expectation excuse me the expectations that you're given or the definition that you're giving you don't feel like you are a woman or you are that black girl or you're not all those different things so when it comes to and, and you know and i think that translates into our culture that translates into how we be, how we treat each other how we handle or carry ourselves like we're told to always love our brothers and our aunties or our families close to each other but when we look at people outside or black women or girls outside of our own i guess personal connections or into intermediate families we don't value them the same or we don't honor them the same and so the quote I found that kind of talks about it, of course, you know, Malcolm X talked about the, you know, how the black woman is the most unprotected, is the most, you know, undervalued, most devalued person on the planet. You know, the, the whole quote of the woes that grew for the concrete describes the black woman, you know, <laughs> kind of essence. But there also was another quote that inspired this conversation and I think it was a quote by no other than Angela Davis um, who wrote pretty much saying that black women have to develop a large vision of our society than perhaps any other group they have to understand white men white women and black men and black men excuse me and they have to understand themselves when black women win victories it is a boost for virtually every segment of society now imagine growing up in the world with that hold held over your head with that expectation on you that literally everything you do is monumental because you know of course even with the quotes are saying that um <clears throat> excuse me even with quotes saying you know how the black woman you know you you teach a man, you teach himself, but if you teach a woman, you teach a nation. That whole generation, which is something that we should be proud of and something that we should honor, that sometimes can be very daunting, very weighing. And so as a young girl growing into a woman, if you don't meet up, like I said, to the expectation, you feel like you failed. You feel like you're not accessing that womanhood. You feel like you're not achieving that. And one thing I will say I honor about my generation or about um, millennials in general, and even the younger generation coming up behind us, and you know, even the older generation now with this day and age is that we're starting to reshape it and define what black womanhood is. Because we realize that the definition is only up to us. And that's the beauty of it, because I think for so long, everyone else has had a say on what a black woman is versus a black woman, <laughs> you know, or versus what we are, because, the, you know, we do have that duality. We do have to have a sense of double consciousness, as Angela spoke of. We have to be aware not only how other people move, but how we move and how even people within our own community move in order to be successful, in order to gain access, in order to grow and love and learn and all these different things. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, you know, and that can be very difficult to navigate when you have so many people in your ear and you're just simply trying to know who you are. So my encouragement saying this to black women 
to anyone who knows a black woman, to anybody who has a black girl, who has that, what is very reassuring is is validation. Continue to validate them. Continue to honor their journeys and monitor and let them understand. Because I hate that we learn that some of us as women, and I can speak for myself, you we learned this too. In my in my opinion, we learned this too later in life. When if we had that foundation when we were growing up, and maybe it would be an easier transition. But unfortunately, you know, right now we haven't learned that tool yet. <laughs> but like I said, it's changing, so I'm hopeful for the future. But what I want, once again, back to my point, when it comes to defining or understanding black womanhood is that reassurance is definitely good to know that the path that you are going to fall, that you're not always going to have the ups and downs. You're not always going to live up to the expectations of other people. But what matters is the expectations the definitions that you make for yourself. As long as you fall in line of those or you know those are clear or you write them out yourself, there's no way to fail. Because you set the standard. Because you are that bar. <laughs> you know, you are that expectation. You know, and, and that is power in that. Knowing that you control that. And, you know, and so as far as defining black womanhood, that can be on, <clears throat> excuse me, that can be, you know, it's solely up to the individual. For me, how I define black womanhood, for me, is a person that regardless of who they are, that I able, I'm able to have the space of being able to work to be able to love, to be able to be vulnerable, but at the same time be able to be strong and connected to have rights over my body, over my mind, and over my voice. And of course, and most importantly, over my blackness. And I define each and every single one of those. And to me, that is black womanhood. It's when I understand I have that control, that is the definition. But everybody, like I said, is different. Everybody has a different way of connecting with that or understanding that. And what is nurturing or what needs to be nurtured more is to understand that that, that you know, to allow black women, black girls to have that space to grow, to have that space to define. God, I think sometimes we're so limited due to, you know, oh, a black woman has to be strong all the time. A black woman has to, you know, we have to carry the family. Oh, we have to be the community, the voice of the community. Oh, we have to be the ones to compromise. Oh, we have to do this. For a lot of things that black women have for a long time kind of just fell in line with. But like I said, with my generation, we're starting to realize that we don't have to do that that we define how our lives gonna go, that if we choose to fall in line, then that is, as long as it's our choice, we do. But if we choose to do the opposite route and continue to work for ourselves or be independent or, um, or go after our dreams or continue, you know, or even, you know, if we choose to raise a family, to um, be domestic, to all, all those kind of things, that as long as it's our choice, that is our womanhood. 
and that is more than just what we have between our legs or what we have uh what kind of makeup we put on how we wear our hair what kind of clothes we wear what kind of black background that we come from a status that we come from that that's not what makes us a woman that's the aesthetics of it you know that's what we prim and proper or that's what we add but what really makes us is the value that we have for ourselves what really makes you a woman is the is the boldness to carry yourself in a way that you are happy with to hold yourself accountable for your actions for your decisions and don't question any of it if you fully believe that if you fully support them if you fully think them out and that's black womanhood the introduction <laughs> but um and that's just a little bit because we're going to talk a little bit more um this just to give an insight to when i say about black womanhood the whole connection of that um but we're going to talk a little bit more about what happens when those labels are put on us what happens when we try to live up to those expectations and they become too much and so I have a uh, nice little conversation I found that talks about, especially with the label of being labeled strong, that I think a lot of us as women had to fall back or had to really adjust ourselves to being. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later. I'm going to throw you right back into this playlist. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to say, hey, um, I am on all social medias at Queen Lady AC, simply search um, Queen Lady AC, all one word. Um, and I do have a Facebook page, Facebook uh, backslash Lady AC, or simply search Facebook.com Queen Lady AC. And just to let you guys know, all the music you hear on Universal throughout my podcast are amazing independent artists who do amazing jobs on their music so definitely check them out on SoundCloud um, MixCloud all those various places as well as on Anchor so on the Anchor app so which I use to make my um, excuse me what I use to make my podcast so definitely because it's what real music is
watching me and if you listen on the anchor app the music before that was music soul child's benefits right here on universal with the queen lady ac and so we're going to continue um excuse me continue our conversation on black womanhood and once again uh, we're talking about the way those labels or the way the ideologies or the positions that were placed on us when we come out into the world as young girls growing into women how sometimes that can be weighing and that can be daunting and that can have a lot to affect on our character on you know our definition of womanhood or how we carry ourselves or how we walk throughout this journey that we call life like that does have a historical background to that because you know through especially coming and transitioning through the evolution of slavery or the Maafa, um, you know, we were always, the, that was stripped from us. It was stripped, our womanhood, our femininity, all this of 
just as easily as masculinity and just the leadership like men went through women went through that too and so we lost our humanity in that sense and so for a while we had to have it excuse me we had to have that handed to us or we had it kind of defined for us and out of that grew certain stereotypes that we kind of within a sense kind of embedded within the imagery of what it means to be a woman especially a black woman and one of those imageries was that image of being strong was being so strong was being head was being you know was being head and carrying everybody or being the mother of the earth you know all those kind of things all those um issues and so with that in a sense it kind of created a lot of burden like i know right now uh having this discussion amongst friends or um even people on on my social media that sometimes they reject that idea of being strong because it gave them so much anxiety it gave them so much of expectation to live up to that if they didn't it meant they failed it meant that nobody gave them the grounds to be vulnerable nobody gave them the grounds to be open to be seen and for their femininity to shine because for some reason it's almost as if we can't as black women that we can't be a woman but yet at the same time be soft because it's seen and being weak it's being less than it's being under but yet when you look at it the duality from other races of women the fact that they are they're seen as more feminine they're seen as more connective or more attractive or all those different kind of things and that's what kind of creates this imagery (laughs) for them to be put on a pedestal versus us as slowly we as women start to internalize that you know to a sense and so I found a discussion um discussion was posted um by uh Netflix by the women of the Luke Cage um series if anybody hasn't heard of it so Luke Cage of course is an amazing Marvel comic book um that has became into a show that's um on Netflix right now and so the women of that show which are all black women um had this conversation about being strong about what that meant as far as not only relation to the characters that they played in the show but also into their daily lives and I think that conversation kind of shows how to change and and the conversation they have is how to change that pain that struggle because for some reason as black women to be strong that strength means we can withstand struggle that we can that you know we're able to make lemons out of lemonade which (laughs) you know that whole idea but at the same time it doesn't give us the right to be vulnerable it doesn't give us the right to be women to be human to be able to process and show us in many different ways because just as any other person that we do we also there are more sides to us than just our ability to be strong and so once again i found this conversation between these women and i think it's good to hear so uh, without further ado here is the women of blue cage talking about from pain to power this idea that black women cannot be women and still portray strength 
what was really great about this season is that when you first see Misty, she's vulnerable. And so you get to see her in this low emotional place. And there's so much beauty in that to be able to explore that as an actor, but then also as a human being to show that we can have these professions where you have to put forth this appearance of strength, but we are all human and go through stuff like everybody does. You know, it's important to see the struggle as well. Like, you don't get a chance to be a full-blown person. So when I'm watching you there, I'm just sitting there like, she is really in pain. Mm. I mean, you, you lost something that was near and dear to you, something that you've had your entire life, and now you have to operate without it. Everybody take a good look. I lost an arm. This is who I am now. Now, it doesn't mean I need your pity or your jokes or you staring at me while I'm trying to do my goddamn job. Take a good look. We good? Let's get back to work. When I'm looking at TV in general, I just want to see characters that are much more expressive. They can't be one note. I think resilience um, is very prevalent, specifically with my character. I mean, she, when you watch the series, there's a lot of things that unfold that she finds out with her past and her family and some dark, very touchy situations. But it's really about the ability to, do you go whimper in a corner or do you do rise above? Do you, do you rise, do you rise, rise. above? <laughs> do you rise above? I'm gonna blow bubbles in it. You know how it starts right in here? For me, anyway. It's that little tangle right in here. Like Martin. You're like, ah! Yeah, it's, it's, it's warming up. But, um, but it's not fair. It's not fair that everyone expects us to be strong all the time. Like, there's some days where I just want to take a break. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. And I feel like I shouldn't have to be the exemplary, strong person, TM. You know, I think so often women who feel like they have to put that on, mm don't feel like they can release with another woman or with a man, that they can be vulnerable, that they can talk about their emotions, that they can show the smallest, weakest, most human part of themselves. But I also think we put that on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. we say, I can't let them see me sweat. They can't know that they that's, did that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna that, girl. And I feel like when we see stories, the more that we see uh, strong black leads, with this variety of these different uh, <laughs> colors that are being painted, it helps someone maybe watching that to say, I now have the confidence to feel like I have the permission to give myself the permission yes. to do it. Yeah. The great thing is like when you get a group of women together, we love the he 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 and the kkk, but we also like a connection. And I feel like every time you're in a circle of women, someone's going through something that you might be going through. Or and it's just really about communicating. Exactly, it's about communicating and open and being expressive and not being afraid to express ourselves and to be in tune with our emotions and who we are because we all are linked and there's that humanity and all of those things that we connect to that are beyond the surface of, oh girl, your lips is kill, your eyeshadows kill, your hair is kill, your shoes. Um, yes, yes, Mr. Girl. Because all of that's true. Everyone here is like serving all of that. But yeah. at the end of the day, at the core, we're all women. It's about that sisterhood and a connection. Well, you know, Joy was actually a great example of that. When I first met.
Yes, yes, yes. And that's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, so that was an amazing conversation um, from the women of the Luke Cage series. Um, and they're all actors, but also women of profession and portraying women in very powerful positions. But just in that conversation, as you see, that's what makes us human. That is what makes us connective. That is why these sister circles or having a good group of friends, especially for women, um, is important because the battle or the come against that construct of this whole strong, of this whole strength ideology that we have is that, you know, we need that space to be vulnerable. We need that space to be able to express all those things. Not saying that it's bad to be strong, but also not saying that you have to be strong all the time. Um, because that can be daunting. That can be a way, and just like um, the woman said, like sometimes that can be exhausting. Some days you really just want to relax. Some days you really just want a break. You want to be catered to. There's times you want to be taken care of. You want somebody to be the lead. Or even, you know, I still struggle with this word. But, you know, you want to submit. But the problem is you're not able to have that space to do so, to have that vulnerability, to have that human experience, to be able to express yourself. Also without, you know, feeling that you're weak or feeling that you're being taken advantage of or all those different kind of things. And in some situations, I would have to like to add to that conversation is that there are people who do feel vulnerable or they were vulnerable with the wrong people and they got hurt or they got used or they got abused or anything along that lines. And so that can also add to the strength to that whole mantra. And I think that what I encourage with this segment is that it is okay. I want to put this out there for the women who feel some kind of way about the whole strong narrative. It is okay to be strong. But at the same time, that is not all you have to be. Um, I agree with those women. Just give yourself permission to allow yourself to be able to express how you feel, your emotions, everything. And I think that's something that all women definitely need to learn, but especially as black women, we need to cater to and understand more of. But, you know, in that situation, and like I said, with what I'm starting to see more now is conversations like these. What I'm starting to see more now is um, black women and people, especially in my generation, um, I'm starting to see, and you know, older generations are starting to mold and understand that as well, uh, which I like seeing as well. Um, are starting to understand, what, especially when it comes to defining black womanhood and unity and all those different kind of things, that we're understanding that having a good set of girlfriends is in place. That's why shows like Girlfriends and, and uh, Living Single and uh, what's the other stuff? The Parkers and the, I mean, all those stuff back in the 90s actually connected with people because you saw the importance of that good sisterhood, of that good connection. That's why Girls Trip was so huge because you saw that. And even when they fought, they fought, they still came back and connected with one another. Like that was you know it was beautiful to see that and reminisce in that because that sister circle that connection that you know womanhood it really 
us add and help define and release that objective, you know, and and, and it's all, also very progressive. And it also helps women define and grow into the women that we want to be. And so it helps us feel more stronger to achieve, more stronger to grow, more stronger to to live out the ideas, to live out the destinies that are all written for every single one of us. So, and I'm just going to leave you on that. So women continue to realize that there is more to you than just being strong. That just because you are strong does not mean you have to deal with things. Does not mean you have to accept life as it is. You have the power to define and to express how you're feeling to be vulnerable and how to change that pain and that hurt into power and that way is by acknowledging expressing it by dealing with it and then by releasing it's a simple formula but it's very very hard but it's a lot of work but it does happen and you see it every day um but what leads to my next succession, which we'll talk about um, a little bit later, um, is what happens when women do step into that role. So when we finally do identify ourselves, is that somehow, some way, some form, especially with black women, there are always people that come out the woodworks to attack it. And in some ways, when we are attacked, black women, we find ourselves being the only one defending or standing up for ourselves. And we don't feel protected. And that's where the quote by Malcolm X comes in that says, um, once again, let me say it word by word, that says that the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. And the most neglected person in America is the black woman. Once again, by Malcolm X. That's when that perspective comes in. And over the weekend, I saw, leading up to today, I saw a lot of stories where these beautiful brown, black, brown, black, um, various shades of women, but all identify as black women, were in some way, shape, or form disrespected, hurt, or not protected. And we, as a culture of people, do not do our part as a whole to protect them. But like I said, I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But um, but the whole point of this is that women accept yourselves as far as completing yourself now within yourself. Stay whole. You're on the right track. Control your definition. And it's okay to let a tear or to let go of that strong facade every now and again. All right? And if you're listening to me on the Anchor app, that was Miss Kanye Doss with You Got Me. All right, guys. Once again, you are chilling with the Queen Lady AC right here on Universal, the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for rocking with me so far. I definitely want to appreciate you and show my love. Because, you know, I'm always about giving love, so appreciation. Um, but to continue on the topic about black womanhood, because as I mentioned so far, you know, I've defined it. Excuse me, I defined it. Uh, now we're talking about the struggle of 
owning it or defining it and now the issue is once you do it's almost as if especially in the case of black women that were like attacked for doing so um in some way shape or form we're always attacked and it's almost as if we don't have anyone that shows up for us except for us or another black woman or a group of black women or anything along that lines and not only do um, society, you know, attribute to that, but as a community, we attribute to that. Um, and the, what came to this conclusion is that, you know, there are several stories that broke over uh, the weekend or leading up to today that really bothered me as, you know, not only just as a person, but as a woman, as a black woman that I definitely have to highlight that, you know, it's my responsibility of my platform of what I do to acknowledge. And of course, as the journalist in me happened to get that story out and give light to it, black women are not being protected at all. Um, the stories that broke over the weekend, um, the one uh, Miss... Let me see who I kind of start with. Because there were several that caught my eye. But um, the one that recently broke yesterday, I think. Yeah, actually yesterday. It was Miss um, Kanisha Clemens. Um, anybody who doesn't know Kanisha Clemens, she was the young black woman who was violently arrested um, at the Waffle House in Alabama, you know, where they ripped part of her clothing off, all because she asked for a plastic fork. <laughs> Literally. She just wanted plastic silverware. They got into it with the um, got into it with the cashier or the server, or whoever that was, um, and the woman felt so threatened by her presence that she called the police, and the police came and literally manhandled this woman. And so there was this outcry and protest. You know, of course, boycott uh, Waffle House started. Of course, after the Waffle House shooting, um, this situation happened as well, um, and so. The story that broke yesterday, there was a whole bunch of um, protests, like I said, in Alabama, but it's kind of almost like things died down. But what happened was it was reported yesterday that she is being charged or actually was found guilty of disorderly conduct for that incident. Now, she is the one found for disorderly conduct when simply all she did was ask for a fork. She asked for a plastic fork, plastic wear. But she is the one charged with disorderly conduct. And I don't know about you guys, but if you saw the video, which I will not show the audio or talk about, because once again, I'm trying to preserve black mental health and, and, and things that, that was very devastating to watch. That was very hurtful to see. To see a young woman who is maybe I wouldn't even say she's like a, maybe a buck 35 if that being slung down to the ground having her shirt ripped off exposing her chest all these things but she's the uh, she's being disorderly and yet there were people who were commending the officers or who actually stood by the officers for their behavior and some of those people were even black saying, oh, well, you know how black women act, you know how y'all get loud, y'all do this. And it was like, are you serious? But as soon as we see a story about manhandling 
watch black boys or black men or all this story because those two stories also broke as well of the young boy who was violently thrust to the ground and manhandled by cops because he protested his father being arrested and they were saying he was being he charged them and all this stuff but they released the body cam the body image and showed that the boy didn't do even half of the, half of the stuff they mentioned that's this outcry um in florida the stand your ground law once again failed uh, failed us um a black man was shot in, an innocent black man unarmed black man was shot due to the stand your ground law because the white man who shot him felt um felt threatened and there is an outcry of that but there's no protest against that nobody was like oh well do you know how black men act you know y'all yeah, we rowdy we this nobody says that but for some reason when it comes to black women we get all that flack once again we're not being protected once again we are not shown that same coverage of care of love of cherish that we do deserve especially being you know being in the position that we are being the teachers being the nurturers that we are that we're designed to be being the women that we're meant to be it's crazy to me um another story that broke um out of and what is definitely catching a lot more media attention is the tragic death of miss nia wilson uh, anybody hasn't heard about that miss nia wilson and her sister were attacked by white terrorists i'm gonna go forth and say that uh you heard it here first but the media is calling it a random accident of mental illness but we all know what really happened is that they they're playing that card now but i'm sorry i've been having depression for five years and not once have it made me lash out and anybody and stab them in the neck i'm just saying i'm just saying but anyway anyway i'll pull back that shade um anyway yeah the band attacked by a white supremacist and um who took out and acted out his hate on these two young girls and unfortunately he ended up wounding one sister and killing miss nia wilson and now everybody in um and this was at the barter um barter transit station uh randomly one night she was killed um due to this man just randomly attacking and stabbing both of these women and she died right there on site and unfortunately they have caught the suspect and for reasons because i do not want him getting the plight or his name out there because we need to uplift miss nia's name because she's the one who deserves justice um you know they he was apprehended he was arrested but it's still calling out fire for justice because this should have never happened but yet once again on social media i saw especially black men <laughs> come out of the woodworks not the woodworks but come out very disrespectfully talking about well you know this story sounds suspect because you know how black women get you know da-da-da-da-da-da. And when, pe- and when black women came on these statuses and called these men out, even more black men came out and revealed their ha- <laughs> hatred and called them bees or called them this and told them how dare you, you know, now want to stereotype all the, see, that's what's wrong, you black women, you always want to do this. 
and it just showed this whole so amount of hate that is out there for us and you and, and it's coming from people who look like us and I think that's is what the most devastating part of it is is that all these you know especially black women one part of the narrative other than being strong is that we're raised to protect you take black men or to be the strength or be the backbone of black men but then for those same men to have such hate or to have such nasty things to say as well not saying once again I'm going to put this if that does not describe you you should not be offended but there are men out there that do act on that and that it was hurtful and that what puts us as black women in a certain predicament because at the same time another dangerous trove out there is um another dangerous trope out there is this whole protection or less of protection for us as women to uphold our men like there are women who literally will put themselves in front of bullets will put themselves in front of fists that will put themselves like deal with abuse and deal with that just all to protect a black man are not wanting to see a black man go to jail are not wanting to ruin the career of a black man or all these different kind of things but yet they will take unmentionable violence unmentionable um unmentionable excuse me um degradation and, and degrading behavior all just to be protective but yet we never see that reciprocation or it's not reciprocated and that is a problem. And I will say, as women, we add to that because we allow that behavior to continue. Because it's not just the men fault who do this stuff. It's that we allow or we feed these men to think it's okay because there are also black women out there who feed that narrative. And that's where you start hearing terms such as, you know you know as anti-feminism or that's when you start hearing the terms uh what's now called in my generation called pick me's um anybody doesn't know what that means um just to kind of give it a little idea of what that is a pick me is basically women who go out that way to show themselves as inviting as vulnerable as you know the one pick me pick me I, I'm that woman that you're talking about I'm the one that you know I don't go out all night I know how to cook and clean I know how to carry myself I don't wear makeup pick me pick me but at the same time you doing all that stuff that kind of feeds into that character but you're also treated the exact same way it doesn't make you more valuable it doesn't make you more more selective <laughs> in being dated because at the same time those same men that you're allowing that behavior to go in, they're still disrespecting you. And so I think as a community, both black men and women, we have to check that. We have to check ourselves and check that anti-blackness that we're spreading, because that is a form of anti-blackness. And when we say anti-blackness, once again, to define that for people who don't understand that anti-blackness is basically... Um, this distance between yourself of identifying as a culture identifying um, with that in other words we are willing to believe or accept the stereotypes about blackness so that for that reason we don't want to be associated with it 
we don't want to we uphold those stereotypes or believe those stereotypes or even promote those stereotypes and that creates anti-blackness to where people don't inherently like you for that or inherently they judge you for that but what's ironic about all of that is that because of that that is because of that behavior because of everything i'm mentioning those are the same excuses and reasonings that this system uses to continue to treat us the way it does to continue to get these cops who do these devastating things such as you know kill innocent people or vigilantes kill innocent people that what helps them get off because they use this behavior it's like look, look see how y'all treat each other see how you treat your women see how you do that you see how y'all treat this this is why you get treated this way this is why you seen a second hand this is why you don't deserve reparations this is why you know all that and it justifies it so i think what happens when it comes to the narrative of black womanhood is that once again we need to see a a, a major shift in us protecting women like we need to see just how people came out for trayvon martin and mike brown and all this stuff we need to see people come out for women such as uh, Nia Wilson and, and uh, Shakia, uh, Miss Shakia, and um, just, uh, I mean, Corin Gaines and all the beautiful trans, uh, uh, black trans women that have died and, and due to just them being who they are. We need to see that happen more for us. Like, we need to have that much fire behind us than that. We need to have much more protection, much more connective, because that, sir, is how we uproot. That is how we overcome. That is one of those, one of the things, I will say that. Let me correct myself. That's one of the ways we can show and uphold who we are and conduct ourselves fully and to, And to honestly be this liberation that we're talking about, this freedom, we need to release the change that we put on ourselves before we try to uplift and change the change of a system. Because guess what? This is part of that system to make us turn against each other, to make us hate each other, to make us devalue each other. We have to take responsibility for the words, for the comments, for the stereotypes, for the ideologies that we ourselves not only promote but accept and realize how to change how to grow how to learn and undo this learning because we always talking about unlearning about being woke about being conscious in order to do that you have to unlearn these behaviors you have to be aware of these behaviors because that's the only way we're going to live that's the only way we're going to get united that way we are um, as black women going back to the topic of womanhood it, to own your womanhood you have to be aware of all these things and understand and see the womanhood and the woman next to you or the woman across from you or the woman or your woman in your lives or all this stuff recognize the humanity recognize that they're on this journey too recognize that they are the humanity in them as well because we all we got especially in this fight we all we got 
so let's make it work and let's get together and do this and stop letting people who are in power that look like us because all skin folk ain't kin folk as they say and learn how to leave them to the side we can love them from a distance like my grandma say i love you but i slapped it out of you <laughs> we need to learn how to have that relationship with some people who are not holding you back you know are holding you back or not actually about all people about all of us and learn how to get our um get together real quick <laughs> and you know i i don't talk in a minute but you know the last thing i'm gonna say on womanhood is that um just kind of to wrap this up just a little bit is that i want to say now although i may you know i made this vote about um, being cherished being protected in that is that i'm gonna hold myself accountable and continue to define my womanhood continue to recognize the womanhood within people around me continue to encourage others to do the same for my fellows listening um you know encourage your young daughters encourage your nieces encourage your mothers encourage but also encourage their friends encourage the people around them um let them know you know that you know this journey is going to be you know it's it's long and it takes work but just let them know that they have support in who they are let these young girls be vulnerable let these young girls be able to have fun let these young girls be able but teach them in a ways to show them how they are supposed to receive love how they are supposed to be respected how they are entitled to their opinions and their bodies but also teach them how to be cherished because when you stick that and you plant a value in children that's something that will never leave them and that will make them ultimately successful that nobody can take that away from them when you place value in a child and they recognize that value in themselves that is the most valuable thing I think as a person that a person can give someone is their value is their potential to realize their own value so do that okay and no person can disrupt that or try to harm that regardless of what song they put out how good their music is regardless of how their influence is or to the culture or how much they are ain't nothing worth the protection of that value nothing and that's what i have to say about that <laughs> so i'm gonna pull it on back so in the meantime that is all i have to say on that um after the quick message here for WRG, I'm going to play a little bit more music to you before we wrap it up. Just to give you a little bit break and understand the kind of process the womanhood I'm talking about, okay? All right. <laughs> so, no, you know what? No, I'm going to put that shade back. That was my response to that whole R. Kelly situation. Just to let you guys know. Um, and, of course, uh, what broke... The last situation to talk about. Um, so what broke over... Matter of fact, I think, what was it, Monday, Tuesday? 
oh uh, just yesterday excuse me um he put out a song called i admit a whole 19 minute song basically doing nothing but victim blaming um mansplaining but no apology no confession no nothing in my opinion and honestly because i'm sorry no amount of talent no amount of abuse because i think the people are starting to use that because he admitted something that he was abused um as a child and all those different kind of things i'm sorry but no amount of abuse constructs you to act that out on anybody else like once again i said i've I've suffered for depression for some years not once has it made me act out against anybody i know people who have been abused who the last thing they want to do is abuse others so that's not an excuse mental illness is not an excuse matter of fact it's not mental illness abuse is not an excuse to harm people at all what needs to happen if people truly want to support this man i do not you would never hear me play his music or anything of his on my show ever because that's how the stance i'm taking because i'm sorry black women the protection of black women are more important to me than somebody's career it's more important than somebody's ideology. It's more important than anybody's song. The protection value of womanhood is more important. So fuck our Carly. Fuck it. Fuck that song. Fuck his, his career. Fuck anybody that supports him. Because, and, and I feel strongly about it. Because I'm tired. Because what he represents is not necessarily him itself. It's what he represents is that once again, when it comes to men in power or people in power that for some reason it excuses their behavior that it makes it creates a culture a rape culture that is prevalent and that people fall victim to several times and that's why the me too movement is so important because what we see and what's going on in hollywood and everything is that for so long these men in power have caused all this devastation to women in order for them to just simply live, just simply make a living, just simply do what they love. And they're taking advantage of that, and that is wrong. Rape is wrong, it's a crime. Abuse is wrong. Holding someone, manipulating somebody is wrong. Because you take away the humanity when you do that. You take away the womanhood, you take away their essence you take away a lot from them and this goes both ways for men who are victims of abuse because this creates the whole thing with terry cruz so look at how they treat him ever since he's been speaking out against his abuse and against his um his plight he's even been told he can't even like continue a project if he uh, you know, if he didn't hush and he decided to continue to use his voice to speak out. And that takes a lot of courage, that takes a lot of plight. But he shouldn't have to lose that, but that's a decision that he does. And that's the thing, we easily escape over that, but then when we look at Colin Kaepernick and what he's going through, now everybody recognizes the sacrifice and all those kind of things. So you see how the dichotomy when it comes to issues like that is sensitive as rape culture see how prevalent that is we can understand how this system affects 
people as a large, but we don't understand the little ways the system uses to break us up, to cause harm. We don't want to admit those because it affects certain prominent people, and especially the people of power within our own communities. All because we want to protect them, but I'm sorry. I'm not protecting any abuser. I'm not protecting anybody that's What is more important is the people who are getting hurt, the people who voices are not being heard, whose stories are not being heard. They are more important. So on that note, when it comes to black womanhood, black girls, black women rise. Your humanity is worth more than any of this stuff. Your humanity, your womanhood is yours, and you have power over that. And can't nobody take that away from you. Once you instill, like I said, that value is instilled, it only grows. Nothing can diminish that, and don't let anyone diminish that. And for my men listening, make it your position that nobody does diminish that. Because guess what? That not only reinforces, that not only reinforces the womanhood of the women that you love or that you're around, but it also represents your masculinity and your position as a leader in this society. But other than that, that is the end of Universal. So I will be back next week, a whole new topic, more music, more of a good conversation, <laughs> and just the overall realness, as I always serve it. So only way the best way i know how to serve it i'll say that like that <laughs> but in the meantime i am on all social medias at queen the lady ac so definitely uh check me out on anchor itunes wherever you listen to me from google play class radio public uh breaker wherever you're listening to me thank you so much uh, for all of you um continue you know give me comments share like <laughs> all that so, all right, y'all. Until next week, the queen is signing off.